On today's episode of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, I'm going to share with you some of my own journey in grappling with distraction and stress from technology, how I've developed techniques and habits that I use to stay grounded and focused with my smartphone and other devices, and how you can too. And although I'm going to focus primarily on how I deal with distraction in my work and professional life, I'm going to start with what might seem like a strange place. At my karate black belt test about 10 years ago, back in 2009, picture me in the fifth round of fighting, which is halfway through the 10 consecutive fights I had to finish. The test had already been going on for a few hours, and I was so tired. And in that fifth round, my sensei, my teacher, sent in a black belt to fight me, who I had been dreading having to fight that day. He was the biggest and toughest fighter in the school. To protect his identity, I'll just call him G. And what makes G such an intimidating fighter is not only that he's huge, he towers over me, and he's been a third-degree black belt for many years, but that he's so aggressive. He'll just come at you and not hold back. And that fifth round had barely started when G came at me, threw all of his weight into a front kick that hit me right in the gut and knocked the wind out of me. And I went down on my knees and was gasping for air. And I remember in that moment having the feeling that there was no way I could keep going. You know, I I couldn't imagine how I was going to get through that fight and then five more after it. And I really felt like giving up. And I thought it was just, it was really all over. But then there was this second moment. I don't know if you've ever had one of these where it feels like time is hanging in the air where I was able to step outside of that thought, that belief that I couldn't continue, and hold it as if in my hand. And I could see by gaining just that little bit of distance that it was just a belief, just an idea, something that I could choose to accept as true or not. And in that new moment, I was able to break free of the spell of that belief that I couldn't keep fighting, and I made a conscious choice just not to accept it as true. And that also let me get in touch with what I was actually feeling in my body in that moment. And when I did that, I realized, yeah, I'm feeling some pain from that kick, but I could also feel a lot of strength. I was gaining my breath back really quickly. And so I I just got up. (laughs) I chose to keep fighting, and I did, and I finished that round against G, and I finished the next five rounds, and I finished the test. And then I went home and slept for two days. But My point today is not to talk to you about karate, or at least not only about karate, because you see, that black belt test was only the first time that I felt that sharp, kick-to-the-gut feeling of pain and panic. The second time was when I was staring at my smartphone. It was back in 2015. I was sitting at my desk doing work as a patent lawyer, and I know it may sound weird, but when I'm writing a patent application for a new microprocessor or an algorithm, I get into this state of deep focus where I can concentrate all of my attention on the invention that I'm writing about. Or at least that's how it was for most of my career, but I have to tell you, by 2015, I was finding it harder and harder to maintain my concentration. And it really crystallized for me on that one particular day when I was trying to write and I couldn't even finish a single sentence without my smartphone beeping or buzzing at me. An email would come in and I'd respond to it. Then a text message. Then my 
weather app would warn me about a storm and I'd read about that and get wrapped up in it with anxiety. And I realized that I was having the exact same feeling that I had during my black belt test, but in miniature. It was like a hundred little gut kicks, but to my brain and attention, but this time from my smartphone. But the difference between that and my black belt test was that this time I wasn't even trying to fight back. I was just doing whatever my smartphone told me to do. I was letting it decide my actions, not the other way around. So what I want to really talk to you about today is what that moment in the dojo and the moment in the office have in common and how I've been able to use insights from my martial arts training to help me regain control over how I use technology and how you can too. And most importantly, I'm here today to tell you that if you're feeling controlled by technology or that you don't have any options for relating to your devices differently, that in fact, the way things are in your life now isn't the way they have to be. And I'm going to walk you through a mindfulness exercise in a moment to prove it. You can control how you interact with technology. It doesn't need to control you. And I started to regain control over how I use technology by drawing on lessons that I learned from my martial arts training. So the way my karate sensei would frame the issue is like this. He'd say, if whenever your opponent punches you, if all you do in response is whatever your instincts tell you, then you're just a puppet. Imagine your opponent throws a punch to the left, you block to the left. He throws a kick to your right, you block to the right. Now in that situation, You might feel like you're in control because you're blocking all those attacks and not getting hit. But in reality, your opponent is dictating your every move. If he wants to make you move your hand to the right, all he has to do is throw a punch to your right. You're just like a marionette, but without the strings. And I've realized that we're all a lot like that in how we use technology. Our phone vibrates, we tap it, we get a notification, we swipe it. We're constantly touching our gadgets and just in response to whatever they send our way. In fact, a recent study found that the average person taps or swipes or otherwise interacts with their phone 2,617 times a day. Can you imagine that? 2,600 times. And among the heaviest users, and some of you might be listening to this podcast, The heaviest users touch their phone over twice as much, up to 5,400 times a day. And how many of those times are we just reacting? How often do we fiddle with our phones? Is that a boredom? And sure, you might feel productive after spending that hour powering through your email. But was that really how you intended to use that time? The problem is that when we let our instincts drive how we use our phones, we end up more distracted less productive, way more anxious, and and I really honestly think just worse off generally than before we had these things. And to make matters worse, and not to be a conspiracy theorist, but our apps and devices are specifically designed by the biggest tech companies in the world, spending billions of dollars to use the latest neuroscience to make their products maximally sticky for our brains. And they do that by tapping into all of the reward centers in our brains, especially that part that popularly gets called the reptilian brain. That's the part of the brain that controls all of our body's vital functions like breathing and blood circulation and controls our instincts like fight or flight. It's the reptilian brain that our devices are tapping into when they demand our attention. 
We've had plenty of guests on this podcast talk about the neuroscience behind this in more detail, so I won't say more except that the rational parts of our brain, especially the prefrontal cortex, have a really hard time overriding our reptilian brains when it comes to making choices about how we use technology, especially when we're stressed or in a high state of arousal, which are precisely the states that social media and the web are designed to get us into. So the situation we're facing is that our own brains are divided against themselves, and they also have to fight against a huge part of the world economy that's committed to designing technology that captures more and more of our attention every day. It's a really hard battle for any of us to win just by using our own instinctive strategies to stay in control. So in light of that, what can we do about all of this? I mean, that is the question that I've been wrestling with for years now. First, for my own sanity, and then to help other people. And here's what I found. The secret is training, by which I mean setting aside time ahead of time to train your mind and your body to interact with technology in the way that you want, so that when the actual moment comes, and you know it will— during your busy day when your smartphone beeps at you or you feel an urge to check Facebook, your trained habits will kick into gear automatically and you'll act the way you practiced. That's what I've been working on in my own life for several years now by applying my training in martial arts and mindfulness to how I use my own devices. I struggled and tried out many different ways to draw on everything I've learned from karate and about how to stay grounded and focused when being attacked and to apply that to how I can improve how I react to my smartphone beeping or, or just to my own internal craving to check my email. And since by day I'm a lawyer who uses technology constantly in my work with clients and in running a law practice, I've had endless opportunities to experiment with different options and to really practice what I preach in my professional life. And the side effects have carried over into how I use technology in my personal life as well. What I'm going to share with you today is what I've found has worked the best for me and for the people I've helped. So let's take just a minute to get a sense of what it feels like to break free of the pull of your smartphone. And whether or not you're using your phone to listen to this podcast, pick up your smartphone now and we're going to do an exercise that's part of our Tap Into Mindfulness online course. And we'll do this like a grown-up version of Simon Says. Remember that kid's game? Well, you'll follow my instructions, and most importantly, don't tap on anything until I say so. So wake up your phone, and remember, no tapping yet. Find an icon for an app that often sucks you into it, that really gets you pulled in. It might be Facebook or Instagram or email or text messaging. Now remember, if you've already tapped on that icon, you've gone too far. <laughs> so instead of tapping, very slowly move your finger towards the icon and then just before your finger touches the screen, stop so that your finger is hovering just in front of that tempting icon, but without touching it. And our goal here is to just slow down and notice your experience. Pause for a moment to pay attention to your internal experience right now. For example, how are you feeling? Excited or, or restless or maybe a little afraid? What thoughts are going through your mind? What's your body doing right now? Have you stopped breathing or is your breath shallow? Are your palms sweaty? Okay, you can, you can put your phone down for now. 
we've just done a very small tasting of that exercise. We do a much longer version of it in the course. And what we've practiced together now is the first step, which is noticing. When I started working on this for myself, I drew on noticing from traditional mindfulness meditation. And I found that although noticing is completely critical as a foundational skill, that on its own, I found noticing wasn't enough to help me to break my bad technological habits and to develop new habits for really using technology intentionally and not being under its control. To think of a martial arts analogy, it's not enough to just notice a fist that's flying at your face, right? You have to respond to it, but in the right way. And I found that practicing specific responses to technology was what was missing from the mindfulness practices that I saw were being taught to help people battle technological distraction. And that's where I was able to draw on my martial arts background, because you can think of martial arts training at its core as an ancient set of tools for, re- for learning how to respond to attacks deliberately and intentionally, rather than just based on our instincts. That's why martial arts has been called moving Zen. I've also heard it called mindfulness in motion. Just for example, in karate training, you start out by learning how to respond to a punch by using a block. You block that punch. But as you advance, you learn a wider variety of options, like moving out of the way of the punch or counterattacking before the punch hits you. You can even turn around and run away, right? That's an option. The key is that through practice, you begin to gain the ability to evaluate all of these options in real time while that punch is coming at you so that you can make a free choice about how to respond. And once you're able to do this, you've replaced your instinctive fight-or-flight response with the ability to act intentionally, to choose your response to the punch rather than letting the punch dictate how you respond to it. You stop being a puppet and you become the puppeteer. So let's walk through one more exercise to help you start breaking those instinctive responses right now. So wake up your phone one more time. I want you to find that same tempting icon as before. And again, hover your finger over it. And now draw your attention to your intention in this moment and ask yourself, do I really want to use this app right now? You might find it helpful to ask yourself, if I were to tap that icon, would that be because that's what I truly intend to do? Or would I just be reacting to some instinctive urge within me? And if you find that your intention is truly to use the app, then go ahead, tap, tap the icon. But if not, if you find upon reflection that you'd rather be present in this moment with me, then pull your finger away. And there's no judgment from me. There's no right or wrong answer. The point of this exercise isn't necessarily to stop yourself from tapping. It's not about abstinence. It's about learning to gain clarity about what your true intentions are and then acting on them. So whatever you chose to do, congratulations. You've just taken the first step toward replacing your instinctive reactions to your smartphone with a new habit that you are forming intentionally. And with practice, you can make this a habit for life. So now that I've shared some of my own journey with you, I'd like to ask for your help. 
After more than 50 episodes of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, can you believe it? We are launching a new product, but we want to make sure that our listeners get the best value possible. So if you go to askmindful.com, we have a short questionnaire that you can fill out that will help us to build the best product possible for you. Plus, when you answer, you'll get 50% off of that product. So just go to askmindful.com now, and thanks so much in advance. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for checking out our blog. Remember, fill out the questionnaire at askmindful.com, and you will get 50% off our upcoming product release. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Mm-hmm.